from our respective apartments, it's just meaningful plastic. Here are the hosts and judges, Katie Clay and Nobber, and Chris Stockham Goodman. Chris, welcome back to the podcast. This is Just Meaningful Plastic, a Dancing with the Stars retrospective. We are in season five, night two of the premiere. And not only is it night two of the premiere, it's night two of us attempting to record this episode. Yay! Yes, it is. Some technical difficulties were had, and here we are. So, I'm going to be feeling deja vu through probably about half of this episode, but the listeners aren't going to know a thing. Ain't it wild, folks? They'll never know. Thank God we're keeping this from them. <laughs> I Hey, I never claim to be good at this job. Not that we're getting paid for it, but... I like to, I like to show them <laughs> the warts. I like to show them what's happening behind the scenes because if we're not honest, then what do we have? That's the whole thing. We're not liars, and you know we like to think of this as a two-way relationship. If we're not honest with them, how can they be honest with us? How can we get those honest five-star ratings if we're not honest with them? How can we get those lovely? honest reviews of nothing but gushing about how perfect Katie is and how Chris often makes mistakes. How else will we get those if we're not honest right now? Well, that brings us to a little bit of business. Welcome to Chris's Corrections Corner. Hope, <laughs> hopefully not a brand new recurring segment. <laughs> um, so the other day, Wikipedia told okay. me that the bachelor who appeared twice as the bachelor was Stephen Brad Womack. Mm -hmm. According to a loyal listener and a turncoat sister, he goes by Brad, not Stephen. So yes. how dare me? How dare you? How dare you? That has been Chris's Corrections Corner. Do -do 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 -do. Shout out to Abby Dockham for bringing that to our attention. I will not. <laughs> our favorite Dockham. Abby Dockham Tonioli. Yeah. Our favorite Dockham Tonioli. Speaking of judges or other like last names of people, you may be noticing, if you are listening on the day this was released, happy Thursday. We kind of dropped this on you with no warning. We meant to have a warning that yeah. we were switching days. But um, in case you did not hear our previous episode, on Tuesdays, we're going to start putting out instant reaction podcasts, quick step reactions, if you will, to the currently airing season 30 episodes. Mm -hmm. I won't be a part of them because I refuse to accept Tyra Banks. Well, you're there in spirit. And in producing. Yeah. Because we don't lie to you guys. Chris will be present. He just will... Okay, actually, should we make a bet on this podcast? So Chris <sighs> has alleged that he will be muted and he will be quiet through all of the episode. I think it's a pretty safe bet that that man is going to come off mute at one point or another. 
how much do you want to bet? Because if we put a decent amount at stake on this, I mean... I will bet bragging rights? I don't know. Um, okay, sure. We'll take that. If we were going to put money on it, I was going to be like, let's go. Uh... <laughs> I will keep all comments to myself. I will furiously text Katie about how wrong she is about everything. <laughs> so look out for those on Tuesdays. Um, if you listen to the previous episode, we said they were going to be released at noon. They might go up earlier because, you know, the episode will have aired that night. And don't you want to listen in the morning or something during your morning yeah. commute? Don't you want that instant reaction? Because I think the, like, live recaps of Dancing with the Stars game is really at its peak online right now. So we really need to, like, bust into the game with our mm -hmm. first one. Because, you know, there are so many sites recapping the show anymore. Probably yeah, the most there have like, ever been. Yeah, they're just like, we want to be the first. We want to be the first. So look out for those. And then you'll have this regular Season 5 retrospective. Um, happening on Thursdays. So mm -hmm. welcome to our new day in time. Well, the ballroom got a facelift for season five. We're getting a little bit of a facelift for moving dates. I don't know. Whatever. That should have been funny. That wasn't funny. Meanwhile, I was just like showing off my painted Paint nail job. It's like, <laughs> oh, look at look at the facelift I got. Look at the facelift on Chris. This is an audio medium, Chris. Uh, I am. It's probably a tangent. Uh, I am planning, like, hopefully within the next couple weeks to, like, re-dye my hair. So, like, just watch out for that, Katie. It might be a oh, lot. Oh, can't wait. It, it still looks good. I know. I it think it kind of works. This was the first time I had ever dyed my hair. So it was just like, Yeah, it, it does. It's kind of weird. I'm not used to, like, You're when like, when eventually this goes away and I go back to, like, just having brown hair, I feel like I'm not going to be used to it for a little while. No, you might be a blonde boy now. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, do we want to, like, talk about the episode or whatever? I guess we should. We should talk about the men, the mildly disappointing men of this mm -hmm. season. I know. I feel like we already talked about our disappointment, but we didn't. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. We kind of touched on this when we talked about the girls. And I feel like maybe the females should have been, after seeing all of the men, maybe the women should have been night one or night two, and the men should have been night one. It's hard to say because it was probably scheduled that way. They probably have said that. And then once we saw the dances and the packages, they're just lower energy than the women. They are. They are way but, lower energy. But don't, wouldn't you rather start with the more exciting thing, the more impressive thing as your night one? Oh, because if you start with the men, would you be excited to watch the rest of the season? Oh, good point, producer Chris. Okay, I take it back. I mm -hmm. take it back. Men should be night two. Men should always go last. Men are trash. Correct. Well, yeah. <laughs> no, in the words of a wise friend of mine, years ago, she said this. 
boys are dumb. And I've held that as a mantra for a long time. Yeah. Boys it's are a dumb. good mantra to have. See, my roommate gets really mad whenever I go on a boys are bad, like, rampage. Because he's like, well, I'm not bad because I live with a man. And I'm like, you know what? You are not bad. You're right about that. So, Louise, you've never listened to our podcast, but here's your shout out. <laughs> if he hasn't listened to our podcast, it sounds like he's not a very good man. Well, you can take that up with him. <laughs> I'm not allowed to. <laughs> Well, I mean, speaking as a male, boys are dumb. We love them anyway, but boys are dumb. Yes. Yes. So let's talk about these, let's talk about these dumb boys. All right, let's talk about these dumb boys. Cameron Matheson and Edita Slowinska start oh, us off. Tell me about them. Tell me about them. <laughs> Start us off night two with a foxtrot. We are following in the same dance styles of night one, where we are alternating between foxtrots and cha-cha-chas. So what did you think of our soap star Cameron? He had very boy next door energy. Um, I didn't, I don't know. I wasn't left with like a huge impression of him, um, but Edita works with everyone she is with and like i loved the pairing yet again oh of course because i agree i didn't have much feeling on him from the package and at first i was like this is who you're starting off with this is your night two let's go in with a bang but then they danced and i actually really liked this routine in uh -huh. part because they had such great chemistry as a partnership yes Surprise, Edita works with her partner. I have not been able to figure out if the woman is magic or not, but she is. She really is. Um, I loved her dress, and he was so ecstatic at the end that, like, that kind of sold me on him just because he looked so excited that they had done it well. Um, I thought that he was a little stiff and his butt came out at times, but he shows a ton of potential. Yes. I thought he was overextending his arm a little bit, like throwing it out a little bit too far. But you're right. He had a lot of potential. He did have the right, like, suave mood for the thing. The look, yes. the music. Yes. And how he performed it all really came together to make me like this routine quite a lot. Uh-huh. Maybe my favorite first trot of the Eve. No, that's a lie. I was going to say, it's it's hard because it's so good, but it's not the best foxtrot of the night. Yeah. It might be my second favorite dance of the night, but unfortunately, it's not the best foxtrot. Yes. No, no. So from the judges, they get straight sevens, a 21. I think they having the first spot that is to their detriment just a little bit yes i love what len said when he's like you remind me so much of myself tall muscular and then um tom is like i love when you reminisce about the 1930s <laughs> so because of this comment i was sending katie pictures of young len goodman katie how would you describe yeah young dance master 
He looks exactly like himself, just with less wrinkles. He looks very that era Britain. Yes, yes. Like Pip Pip Cheerio Len Goodman. Love him. I love the man. He is a delight. Yeah, I think a 21 feels right for a first dance, but feels underscored based upon what we see unfold the rest of the evening. Yes, that's kind of what I mean. They set the bar right, but then they start inflating things. Yes. Especially with this dance being one of the best of the night, it doesn't end up being particularly close to the highest scoring dance of the night. Yeah. All right, let's move on to something that's not a delight. It's so hard to talk about him. And listeners, be glad we are getting a second shot at this because we tried it once. And I I think I personally am glad to be able to try this again. Uh-huh. It's Floyd Mayweather, the boxer, the bad person, and his partner Karina. Um, they dance a cha-cha to I like the way you move. Katie, did you like the way he moved? The dance was surprised me. Um very chaotic energy in the dance itself. Mm-hmm. He was very hunched over, but it was a challenging dance. I feel like as it went along, he got better in it. Um, but it didn't come off as a cha-cha to me. I agree. He definitely was like compacting his frame almost like he was defending himself in a fight. Um, uh-huh. And you're right, it was chaotic. It wasn't shabby. It wasn't bad. No, it was a surprisingly okay dance for night one. And I do understand we're being, we are coming in very biased against him. Yeah. But then he also has, I don't want to say a horrible package, but it's not good. Oh, considering week one, considering that this is how we're introduced to him, It is a rough package. Mm -hmm. Because he starts charming. And sure, I I get it. Like, of course he's charming. That doesn't make him good. But he's charming. And then he says, this is so tough. Harder than I thought it was going to be. Karina isn't listening to what I think. That she's, like, giving me hard stuff and I want easier stuff. He, like, basically almost, like, blows up a little bit at Karina to which the audience laughs and cheers. Karina walks out and then Floyd is like, I really would like to quit. He would like to quit and then he apologizes. But it's just like, after three weeks of rehearsing, he's already ready to quit. Then then quit, please. I would prefer that. Quit. It's it's such an interesting... Thing because I feel like there are so many people who come on the show who love it and who talk about how like they didn't expect to enjoy it as much as they do and blah 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 but they it also seems so much tougher and I feel like every season someone remarks on how difficult it truly is to do all of the training and to put in the work 
Well, I think a lot of people comment on that, even the ones who love it. So then you expect like somebody like Floyd Mayweather, who probably has just been told to do this by his manager for money and for like uh-huh. image rehabilitation. I mean, he doesn't care about this. So the fact that it does prove to be difficult, he's like, then why am I here? Yeah, what what am I doing? Um, and like you said, then go. Mm-hmm. Um, we're not gonna dive into it. Uh, Carrie Ann says something that, considering who she's talking to, is problematic. Um, she she basically tells Floyd not to fight against Karina while they're dancing. Like he's not supposed to be like fighting her. Um. He's supposed to be protecting her, and it's just like, oh, Carrie Ann. <laughs> but it's eerie. It's an eerie comment. I mean, he sucks, and he gets straight sixes for yeah. an eighteen. Let's move right along. Yeah. Can I say something horrible? Actually, introduce our next contestant, and then I'll say something horrible. Now I am so curious. <laughs> and of course, you don't even have to ask. We're always allowed to say horrible things. Don't you know we can say horrible things? <laughs> uh, <laughs> next up, dancing the fox twat. It is... Uh, <laughs> it is... Helio Castroneves and Julianne Huff are current reigning. Why do I remember him as being like blonde with a super heavy accent? Like, like, who am I thinking of? I legitimately, <laughs> I have no idea who you'd be thinking of. Does why? he, why does he look picture... fairly the same as you thought he did? Yes, yes. Just I blonde? just genuinely, like, the face was right, everything. But I was like, isn't he supposed to be blonde? And isn't he supposed to have a very heavy act? So, like, I don't, I don't know. What I think is happening is I think I am morphing <laughs> the quick step that's, like, iconic that I believe is his. And they're wearing yellow. I think I just assumed he was, but I don't know. I just spent the entire package being like, this is not at all what I thought I was going to get from him. Yeah, because not that we're going to spoil a future season, but he's not blonde there either. So I truly don't know what you'd be thinking of. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Who's blonde with an accent? No, it's, it's, like, in my mind, it is him. So, like, I don't know if I just saw, like, a snippet of some clip and just, I I don't know. Okay. Well, it's good that you're not thinking of somebody else because, like, the only blonde person with an accent I can think of is a female Survivor contestant. So, no. I don't think it's Abby Maria. I don't think. No. Um... Yeah, so what do you think? Other other than like him not being who you thought he was, what did you think? Oh, well, of that's the thing. I just was so thrown off that like I couldn't think of much of him. 
Okay. For me, he was like, he's the right mix of elements. He's not too silly. He's not too off the wall uh-huh. energetic. He's like goofy enough. He's like not too much. He's just the right level of charming that it's enjoyable to watch without being overbearing. Okay. And in my memory, I feel like that balance might not always hold. So that's where when I saw this, I was like pleasantly surprised because for some reason I just thought he was like off the walls and this wasn't that. (laughs) So maybe, maybe we just don't remember Leo (laughs) Craig. Well, there's, there's part of me that wonders if he's more of that in all stars but I mean, it could be that I am incorrect. There's, I mean, let's be honest. There's so many seasons of Dancing with the Stars. Yes. I've seen most of every season's dances. Uh-huh. So I can't claim my memory should be good. Katie, I know you're just a woman and are therefore in fe- Well, actually, no, we already established men are dumb. So yeah. just kidding. We're not about misogyny here on this podcast, especially after the contestant we just talked about. So, <laughs> so, <laughs> so I'm not. So Katie, you're so smart. You're beautiful. You are everything that I want to be when I grow up. Yes. I adore you. I worship you. Please tell me more about Halia. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I'm gonna need more time with him. He was fine for this episode, but like I said, I just spent so much time confused on what I was seeing that I, I need more time with him. But as to the dance, he performs the Foxtrot. Mm-hmm. Um, to the bewitched theme, which I didn't know had full lyrics. Yeah, I did not love it as much as the judges seemed to. Not that I disliked it, but mm-hmm. like I didn't eat it up. I thought it was a fine dance. I thought it was good. I I also did not eat it up to the level they did, but I did think it was yeah. solid. Um, he definitely got ahead towards the end and like yes. really noticeably ahead. Yes. But his million watt smile sells like everything. Yeah. They had great body contact at the beginning. His frame was like surprisingly solid. His frame really impressed me. Um, he was good. But yeah, like the way that the judges scored it and gave like their comments on it, I was like, well, this is making me like dislike it now because it wasn't that good. I don't know. I thought it was charming. I thought it was fun. I agree. It was a little overscored. I don't think it was, I don't think it was four points ahead of Cameron's Foxtrot. Yes. I do think it was maybe one, maybe two points above. Yes. Um, I also really loved choreographically that Julianne dipped Halio. Yes. It's one of those fun little bits that I'm like, Julianne is a really fun choreographer. And we're going to see a lot of that in this season. Well, the judges all comment on the choreography. 
every single judge makes some sort of comment. I believe it's Len says that she is essentially picking up right where she left off last season. And I thought that was very interesting to hear them making so many comments on that. Well, to me, it didn't really feel like picking up where she left off because I don't think of Apollo being a let's do sort of cheeky fun like this one was. She's playing to her partner. partner. Yes. And so maybe that's why they mean like it's good choreography, but it also looks good for who she's dancing with. So I don't know. It it did work for me, but not quite to the level of an eight from Carrie Ann and Bruno and a nine from Grumpy. A nine. A nine. A nine. I mean, did he give nines to any of the women? No, I don't believe so. No, he didn't. So... Was this, like, far and away the best dance of the night? Or of the two nights? No. I I don't think so. But, whatever. Would you put this above? I know Sabrina's was not necessarily your cup of tea. That's the problem. But would you put this above? Mel? Ugh. I would put this below Sabrina and Mel both. I... I think I would as well. I think it's better than any of the foxtrots from the night before. Even though, like, Jane's foxtrot was very good, I also really enjoyed Marie's foxtrot. Um, yeah. But I don't know if his was, like, so much better than their foxtrots. Yeah, that's that's the thing. I That's where I still say he should have been maybe one, maybe two points above Cameron. Cameron should have been about the same level as probably Jane. And Marie, Marie in in retrospect, maybe should have been a little higher. I don't know, but it's hard to say. Also, like, it's been a week now since we've seen the women, so... Yeah. Don't quote me. There's that. There's that. So it's season 25. Scores to 25. Bewitched. Bewitched. This sitcom's called Bewitched. And Scarlet Witch and Vision do a thing like Bewitched. Did you like my did you like my version of uh Bewitched? I enjoyed your lyrics. Did you see that Agatha all along won an Emmy as it should have? It won an Emmy. It won the Emmy for original song. Um, which is right. Phenomenal. Um, my favorite thing, so at, um, Showtune Sunday, every now and then they will play Uh Agatha all along, and the gays go wild for it every time, and I will just be like, let's go! And, uh, and at Showtunes, they do, like, transitions, uh, into, like, things that make some semblance of sense, like, from the Titanic musical, they always go into Let It Go from Frozen. (laughs) (laughs) Um... And so from Agatha all along, you you basically know there's only a couple possibilities. I prefer it when we go from Agatha all along into Defying Gravity. (laughs) That's when I'm at my happiest. (laughs) I love that. 
I sent you a video of what my cat has been doing basically the entire time we've been recording. Maybe we could put that on, I don't know, an Instagram account or maybe just a Twitter account. Who knows? Got to give the people what they want. <laughs> More Carver content. All right. Our next contestant. It is, most importantly, the Trey Boone. Yes. But also, Albert Reed. Right? That's his last name. I didn't write it down. Reed, yeah. Okay, cool. Albert Reed, the model. The male model. Poor, poor, sweet Anna Tripinskaya. Oh, not poor Anna, because she gets to be... Katie, he is so hot. Really? Do you, do you, I, do, he's not doing it for me. You don't think he's hot? He's, like, attractive, but I don't feel like he's so hot. I enjoyed looking at him. I just, like, it's hard for me to take your opinion, like, super highly, because I know how you feel about Patrick Sweezy. So, like, there's that. Like, I guess he's not, like, so unbelievably hot, but I was like, he's a hot person. He was surprisingly endearing. Yeah, I kind of liked him. I liked I, looking at him, and maybe that made me like him. I, like, genuinely enjoyed him. I love a self-aware contestant. He mm -hmm. was like, I'm the least famous person here. And I was like, correct. And I appreciate that you are acknowledging that. But also incorrect, because Josie's there too. Which one's Josie? The model. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. Correct. Yeah, but it was great to have the Trey Boone back. Really enjoy her. I adore her. Um, Their dance should never have started with a model walk, especially because his model walk is not convincing in any way. No, no. <laughs> I, this dance did not work for me. Something did not click. I don't know what it was, but I maybe hated the dance. I saw glimmers of real promise, but again, I, maybe I'm biased. <laughs> like, I like him, but I just, the dance did not work for me. I thought he had some nice, like, side-to-side -side hips at times. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I didn't love it. I thought it was almost maybe... I thought it was scored maybe a point or two too high. Yes. But I, I came away being like, he could be good. He could be good. He could be good with Anna, but I don't know... Yeah, this, it was, especially this dance, it just didn't work for me. Mm -hmm. I did like that he took his shirt off. Um, of course. Someone else who made sure to mention the shirt being off was Drew Lachey, who, during this, his second night of co-hosting, started slipping into, did you know I was on Dancing with the Stars? Far too yes. many times. I was sick of it by the end. <laughs> 
it's well known. I'm not a big fan of when co-hosts do that. Yeah. Um, Maxie. Yeah. <laughs> Did you know that she was partnered with Max? Maxie. Um, but it, I was just like, Drew, stop it. We get it. You were on the show. They did something kind of weird. Like, I think it was after Helio. Every male contestant, they cut after the dance. And then when they came back to commercial, they got the scores right away. So then it just felt like they had a very long time through at the end. Where I was like, wrap this up. Like, I don't care right now. Well, that's the thing. If you do one or two of those, it's fine. But you were right that it seemed that it was all of them by the end. Yeah. That just in terms of pacing, it, it, uh, yeah, I don't like it. No. Um, from the judges, they got straight sevens for a 21. Mm-hmm. So, Overscored. Yeah. It's future ah! shark, Mark Cuban. <laughs> There's a shark in that tank, more like. Um, but again, that show doesn't exist yet on ABC in 2007. Um, nope. I'll admit, I watched a little bit of it in college, of that show in college um, because a couple of my friends enjoyed it. I didn't hate Shark Tank, but it was not a show I would ever watch on my own. Yeah, I don't think I've ever seen an episode of it. Anyway, Mark Cuban, Kim Legs for Days Johnson... She remains impeccable. Yes. I liked him surprisingly as well. He was like mildly relatable, which mm-hmm. as like a literally his like whatever when they say their name and they have a little like snippet about them, his thing literally said billionaire entrepreneur, which like isn't super relatable. You mean you're not currently swimming in your pool of billions of dollars? You're not Scrooge McDucking? Surprisingly, no. Yeah, he's personable. He's fun. He's, like, he's yes. enjoyable. Um, It did make me laugh that they made sure to highlight one of his big early business deals Um, that, fun fact for internet history... Um, they highlighted, it was a website that he started or owned called broadcast.com. Uh, Yahoo bought it for a lot of money. Um, it has since been called one of the worst internet deals ever done. (laughs) So I loved that they, and like, by the time of Dancing with the Stars, (laughs) that like, by the time of Dancing with the Stars, it was known to be a horrible deal for Yahoo. So I loved that they were like, oh, Mark Cuban, what a good business deal he made. And it was like, yeah, it was real bad for Yahoo. I don't understand business. That's why I don't have money. Yeah, correct. Um, He just had his hip replaced seven weeks ago. Which is, why did you agree to do the show? Other than you have a lot of money and can do whatever you want. 
So bonkers. <laughs> so bonkers. So they perform a Foxtrot. I loved Kim's dress. Okay. I didn't know what you were going to say you loved because I was concerned you were going to say you loved the dance. I also no. really liked Kim's dress. Do you think his suit was... Oversized? Yeah, it was too big. I was trying to figure out if they were going for like a stylized. And I think they were, but yeah, it was too big. Yeah, it didn't work for me. I no, also was trying to no. figure out what the heck was going on, but... Um, he dances with his shoulders too much. He was much better in hold. Yeah. But, like, it was bad when it was out of hold. Yeah, it was like, he was too bouncy at times. Um, he needs crisper movements. He is kind of like tall and gangly, which I didn't know if that was him or if that was the suit, but he needs crisper movements. I don't think he's tall and gangly. I, I really do think he was swimming in that suit and he wasn't crisp enough. He's just not a natural performer in this setting. Yeah. Like he was just like overdoing it. But then like, it was wasn't like overdoing the one dance though. Like, yeah. <laughs> I think you, I think you might like have, I think you might have liked this dance more than I did. I didn't I hate it, probably, but I didn't probably. Like it. I think all of the dancers that we've seen thus far have been very like competent dancers where like none of them are wowing me or blowing me away, but they're all getting through the routine. They're doing it pretty decently. Like they're all competent. Yeah, that's that's kind of the word of the men show. It's competent, which it doesn't hold a yeah. candle to what the women gave us. So congratulations, men. You've moved up from being trash to being competent. Competent. Congratulations. To all men. So it scores a 21. They see straight sevens. And then... It's our last dancer of the night. <laughs> and are we counting this one as competent? Yes. All right. It's Mr. Vegas. It's Wayne Newton and Cheryl Mother Forkin Burke. I have a very big bone to pick with the producers because I think they did Mr. Newton so dirty they have cheryl talking before she meets him and cheryl is like i've been really lucky i've gotten really good partners every season that i've been on and then they introduce her to him and that just felt like a kick to him i don't agree i think she's kind of saying like i've won twice but i've been lucky i've gotten great partners and i look forward to like doing what i can do with anybody. So I I didn't read it in the same way. Most probably because the scene in which Cheryl is introduced to Wayne, he is walking down the gorgeous staircase of uh -huh. his gaudy Vegas house that I loved every inch of. I want 
I want to live there. Like, it's so Vegas. I loved it. Uh-huh. So I wasn't thinking about the producer sliding Wayne. I was just impressed by his house. <laughs> I felt like it was a slight. But I enjoyed him. He's very monotone and very sedate when he talks, in my opinion. But you would think this, like, long-standing Las Vegas personality, like would maybe have a little bit more personality but um he was also endearing like i i can't quite get a read on him he seems terrified to do the show i'll agree with that knowing what i know of wayne newton i think that is kind of the way he sells even when he knows he's like telling a joke or doing a thing he does kind of underplay a lot of what he does which is surprising because like he's a showman by nature uh-huh. But it seems his, like, humor and his way of delivering things is just fairly low energy, maybe? Yeah. Yeah. Um, the dance isn't much of a cha-cha. <laughs> no. His hips don't move. No. <laughs> not Not an inch. Not an inch of hip movement. But he is really energetic. It makes it a little bit too herky-jerky at times, but he's yeah. energetic. He got through it. It wasn't a great dance. It was kind of a bummer to end the night with it. Um, very stompy. Very sedate. But he did it. Yeah. But you also know why they ended the show with him, because, like... I don't know, you think like, okay, here's this big showman. And the routine is sort of a crowd pleaser in some ways, even though it's not well executed. Yeah. It's just one of those ones, like, of course the live audience was going to eat up. And they did. Yes. So the dance scores a 7 from Len and a 6 from the others. So it gets a 19, which is overscored. Um, but a couple notable things in this segment. Number one, Wayne asks Cheryl a question and Cheryl lets Wayne know that they will cut the cameras. They will cut to commercials if someone gets injured. I find it very interesting that obviously because the show is live, they can't like edit in things as foreshadowing because they don't know what's going to come this season. The fact that they say, we are going to cut commercial if there's ever an injury, and then it happens this season, is just chef's kiss the way it worked out. (laughs) Yeah, honestly. Truly and honestly. It's just, it's survivor level, we are planting the seeds now. But they don't know they're planting the seeds because it's live. Um, yes. The other notable thing. Hey, remember when I said I didn't like Drew mentioning how he was on the show? Yeah. Cheryl Burke, to Drew's face, says that Wayne is the best partner she's ever had. And, like, basically just, like, completely insults Drew and just looks stone-faced at him. It was everything I could have asked for. 
It was phenomenal. It was phenomenal. Because I also love to think that that's absolutely their relationship, too. Like, I love to think that she just calls him up and would do crap like that to him today. Hey, Drew, I got my new Dancing with the Stars partner. I would like to remind you that you are still the worst one I ever had. Goodbye. (laughs) I would like to remind you that this is my favorite partner I've ever had. Thank you. Goodbye. Hey, Drew. Hope the kids are well. (laughs) Hey, Drew, I would just like to remind you, I enjoyed Ian Zeering as a partner more than you. (laughs) Goodbye. (laughs) Yeah. Hey, Drew, maybe you need a therapist as well. Goodbye. (laughs) Hey, Drew, Lonnie Pops and I were robbed. Bye. Hey, Drew, you're short and no one loves you. Goodbye. (laughs) Hey, hey, Drew, you're just a teeny tiny winner. Bye. Uh... Hey, Drew, you think well, that maybe after <laughs> you think that maybe after 15 years, you might have grown an inch or two. Bye. <laughs> well, we really like we, we, we really need to stop getting Drew on the horn, as he would say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you want to get on the horn and let us know what you think. You can always get in touch with us on the social media. Um, we can be found at JMP Pod on the Twitter or at Just Meaningful Plastic on Facebook. You can also find us on our personal tweeters. Um, you can find those through um, the JMP page, um, but you can't find us on Insta. If you uh... wait, what did you just say? Our social medias. Mm-hmm. Is that not what I'm supposed to say? I don't know what's happening anymore. <laughs> recording. I, I just like completely blanked. Recording like, for, recording for Thursdays and... is bad for us. We, we're not prepared for Thursday shows. If you like what you hear, you can leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. You can rate us five stars. Don't forget to subscribe so you can be notified every time a new episode is released. Twice a week, even. Twice a week. Yeah. Oh yeah, maybe we should say what happened at the end of the uh three night premiere. Josie went home. Oh. <laughs> yeah, we should. The Iceman was eliminated again yeah. early. Alec went home first again. Goodbye, Josie. Alec, we truly hardly knew her. Alec has been done dirty. And it's making me mad. Yeah. Um what what surprised me is that Mark was in the bottom two with her. Yes. But I i mean, I, I was a little surprised, but I suppose he's not necessarily a big celebrity at that time. Not that he's necessarily one now. Like, he's sort of a niche person. But... No, but it... It, it like, was somewhat surprising, considering... Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, no, I agree. It was somewhat surprising considering a couple of the scores and considering some of the other people in the cast. But um, but we're in the sign-off process, so we can't dissect this too much. <laughs> yeah. 
So, Chris, I love you and I like you. Katie, I hear you and I see you. And please stay tuned for an all new episode of Boston Legal coming up next. <laughs>